for God's kingdom. You know, God's kingdom. And so with no further ado, put your hands together as Mark Godfrey comes and shares the world. Word. World. Shares the word. Is he here? Here he comes. Awesome for me. Come on. Great to be here. Hey, thanks, Pastor Mel and Pastor Jacob for inviting us. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. Great to be here. It's my second time too, so it's beautiful. And uh, so exciting to hear what you guys are doing. And um, I was excited to get asked to come. And uh, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm pretty distracted by what God is already doing in the room and have been probably most of the morning. Um, so I'm just actually asked this amazing person. Yeah, you can play whatever you want to play. I don't Yeah, just play. Just play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for a while. Just hang around. <laughs> is that okay? Um, so sorry for you who don't normally come here, but this is a great church, by the way. So if you, you're visiting, just stay here and just keep building here. Everyday church people should say yes. Amen. And you know, I bring you greetings from our church, urban church, and our pastors, and just, um, well, we just love you guys, and um, I've got to, I'm going to try and get through all this stuff. Why don't you just close your eyes for a minute? Father, just thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for your people. Holy Spirit, I am nothing unless you are here. I have nothing to bring unless you bring it, Lord. So would you speak through me? In the hearts of people today. Right now, Father, I just thank you for uh, the encouragement of your Holy Spirit just to rest on every heart today. No matter who I speak to, Lord, no matter who I might pinpoint out, Lord, I pray that every person in every single seat that's here would go away with a sense of knowing that you are with them and you are for them and that you love them. Josh Newland, you know, I I know Josh, but as I was preparing and coming in uh, over the last couple of weeks, I had your name just race across my mind. It's not like we sit and talk every day and you know, not like the old days, mate. But um, but I had three words come into my heart. And I just felt like I needed to release them to you. Um, and you can work them out. But the, the first one is about a re-establishing. And God re-establishing some things in you and for you. The second thing is about a repositioning. And the third thing is about refurbishment. Can you stand up, bro? Can somebody just put your hand on Josh? Come on, you just stand around here. This is an everyday church. It's not me. Yeah, this is a body ministry. I just want to speak those things over you. Father, I just thank you for Josh. Father, I thank you for reestablishing of all your purposes and, and, and desires for him. Father, I thank you for a repositioning of his feet. God, for whatever it is that you are bringing him into, whatever it is that you are wanting to place him within, Lord, I pray that you would cause his feet to stand on solid ground. And Father, I pray for refurbishment, Father, internally and externally, God. I thank you for provision. I thank you for Jehovah Jireh provision, Father, in his life and in his family, God, and in his circumstances. And right now, Lord, I just release those words over him. Father, reestablish 
reposition and refurbish him. Father, in the seasons that are ahead right now, I just declare that over him and in his spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm on um, learners when it comes to prophecy. I think we all are. And so if I get it wrong, you can just blame Jacob and Pastor Mel because they invited me. Um, but I get scared if I get a name pop into my head and I'm like, oh man, Lord, why do you do that to me? Um, so I'm just going to do it because I'm happy to be an idiot and look stupid. So this could be totally great and this could be terrible. Is there, like the name Kathy, or with a C or with a K, or Kathleen, does that mean anything to anyone in this room? Pardon? Yeah, you did? Oh, Lord, I always get a double, double whammy from both. Why don't you both stand up, ladies, because is that okay? Where's, mom, where's your mums? Are they like over east? Are they here? Both same? Different church. Is it okay if I just pray for you guys, for them? Um, I don't know where this resonates, but the thought was this, um, that there was there were some significant storms that have been happening for um, Kathy, I don't, like for your mum, like for your mums. It might be for both of you, so. Um, but just the God, that God's speaking a peace over them, a peace be still over the storm, over the situations that they're, they're currently going through or what they're feeling internally. And if you can relay this to them, if this resonates, yeah? Like I said, I don't know because I can't differentiate. I'm not that good. But um, at least Kathy meant something to somebody. Um, and this is the thing he said, I felt him saying, is he's going to make all things beautiful in his time. And he's going to silence the voices of those that have accused and opposed them. And so I don't know what that means, because I don't know your mum and your mums, but can I pray for you? Is that okay? Like, would you just lift your hands as, as like if you're standing in place for your mum? Father, I just thank you right now for Kathy, both of them. And Father, I pray, God, that you would be that voice of peace into their lives, Lord. And I pray, Father, that through, their, through their, these, these young women, Lord, their daughters, Lord, that you would bring and carry that peace to them. Father, there's no time or distance in the Spirit. And so, Lord, right now, I just speak peace. Peace over the circumstances. Peace over the storm. Peace over the situations that they may be going through currently. Right wherever they are, Lord, right now, meet them in that place. And I pray that you'd even use each of these ladies to speak that into them. And carry that into their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew, hallelujah. Alan, is there an Alan in here? Where are you? Hey, Alan, how you going, mate? Um, there's two words. I'm pretty simple. Two words. The Father's faithfulness and the Father's favor. You're a man of faithfulness. You're a man of integrity. You're a man who actually doesn't, there's no wishy-washy. There's no gray. You're a straight down the line man. God wants you to know that he's seen the faithfulness of your heart and that his faithfulness of favor are coming to reward you. I don't know what it is that you're currently seeking God for, but I sense the heart of God for you, his faithful heart and his favor for you as his son. Yeah? You've got your own family, you've got your own sort of people, but God says you're, he, he's, he's coming to undertake for you. 
in this season. He's coming to care for you in this season. And I see him sending people to you, around you, other men, other people to, to encourage your spirit, to be a friend to you, to be a lifter to you. You're a lifter of other people, but God wants to send others to lift you. So, Father, I just thank you right now for Alan. Lord, the simple fact that you would pour, call him out by name to a complete stranger shows your intent. And so, Lord, I just thank you. You know every thought in his heart, every need in his soul. Right now, I ask God for that faithfulness and favor from heaven to begin to flow into his life in a powerful way over the seasons and the months that are ahead, Lord. And for those connections of relationship, Father, to come around his world, to bring strength to him, not to take, but to bring strength to his heart, to his mind, to his life. Father, right now, I thank you for healing to go right through his body. Father, strength and energy to go right through his body. Father, I thank you. Your word says that with long life, you will satisfy and show your salvation, Lord. So right now, I thank you for that. To be imparted to him, God, by your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I will get to the message. This doesn't count on my time. Amen. <laughs> Adele, um, what a great name. Uh, I had this picture of this large bell being rung. It was like an old bell, like a big, like, you know, those big massive ones on those really beautiful old buildings. It just it was like massive bang. And this thing just went off, and it was it was so loud. It was like this unmistakable sound. It just reverberated through the landscape. And uh, this is what I felt God just saying. And I just want to submit this to your heart this morning. And it's just that you would be a sound heard by many, and heaven notices you. Yeah? Heaven notices you. And the Lord's eye has been zoning in intently upon your prayers and to the cries of your heart. And I sense the Lord saying, I'm fashioning a sound in you and my power within you to break down the barriers of the enemy, not only in your own life, but in the, in the lives of other people. And the Lord says, your flame is not going to be dim. But it's going to multiply and it's going to grow and it's going to enlarge. And that the fire of his word is going to, and, you, and the love of his heart is going to enlarge in you for lost people. There's this question that's going on in you. Who am I, Lord? Who am I? And in his eyes, he says, you're a warrior. You're a strong and fortified city. And he said this, he said, I won't let your heart break. I'm going to turn up the volume of grace and the gift that I've placed within you. And I'm going to cause both a temperance of character and anointing to begin to start to form and fashion even more in your life. There's a gift in you. You know it. You feel it. Yeah. The unedited version of who you are is getting ready to come out. Yeah. Why don't you just put your hands towards Pastor Adele. Father, I just thank you for this amazing woman. Father, I thank you for her spirit. I thank you for who she is. I thank you for what she carries. Lord, I thank you not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, God. Deposit in her 
that, that, that grace, Father. I deposit in her this word, Lord, that she would be an unmistakable sound for heaven in this earth. Lord, I thank you, not just in this church, but in this earth. And Father, I thank you right now for the breaking off of anything that would limit her, that would cause her to think that she is any less than anyone else. Father, right now, I thank you for power to go into her being. Father, the power of God just to fill her and fill her heart and touch her life right now, Lord, to heal any broken places. Father God, and to bring wholeness where wholeness needs to come. And I bless her today, Father. I thank you for anointing to be released in greater measure in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. How's everybody doing? You doing okay? Sorry, sorry, Bill. You're awesome. I appreciate you. No, you can stay there. Stay there. That's great. Like, you've got such a beautiful, gentle spirit. Um, and when you're playing, you know, David, the, the poet, the psalmist, the writer, um, he was a warrior, and so <laughs> underneath your gentleness, underneath that quietness, there's a warrior in you. But it doesn't come out by force. It comes out through simplicity. And there's a, there's a, there's a brilliance to who you are that I feel God is actually wanting to bring out of you. What's your name? Karen? Father, I just thank you for Karen. Father, I just thank you for who she is. Lord, I thank you for her faithfulness in serving and giving and giving of herself. But Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you would begin to shape the psalmist in her. You would begin to shape the, 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 the worshiper in her. Father, I thank you right now. Let there be an increase of your heart and your spirit in her life. Lord, I thank you, God, that she's not deficient. She doesn't have to measure up. She doesn't have to compare. Father God, I thank you. She's already something in your eyes. And Lord, right now, I just bless her. I break off any, any inferiority things that might be come, that try to get around her head. Father, Lord, right now, I thank you. And God says, I'm going to anoint you as a, as, as, as a mother. I'm going to anoint you as one who, who not only lifts up other people. There's a, there's a mothering instinct in you. There's a nurturing instinct in you. Yeah? And it's like it's, it's not only for your own your own household it's for other people yeah i just see kids running around you i don't know what you do uh, but there's just a, a gravitational pull of young people who come to you you're a cedar you're a person who puts seeds in a young generation when you speak yeah when you speak it's like putting seeds in that ground of that little heart bang 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 and you won't necessarily see it with your own eyes but the generations will tell it they will tell the story of the seeds you've planted. Listen to me, Karen. Plant the seed. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Don't worry about if it's polished or unpolished. If it's good or not. You, you're a bit of a perfectionist. You like things a certain way, correct? Yeah, so, so don't, don't do that. Don't, don't feel like you've got to be that. Yeah, the Father loves your unpolished self. Yeah, He likes you like you are. He thinks you're pretty good. So just plant the seed, plant the seed. You're awesome. Oh, Lord Jesus. Help me. Um, 
Where's, where's, the, where's the freedom carrier? Where's, where's the lady who was on the mic? The other, there she is. Come on. Watch out, Will. Hey? You're, you're loaded with freedom. You're an atmosphere person. Yeah? What's your name? Paula, when you go into places, the atmosphere of God is going with you. Yeah? From today... Everywhere you go, you're going to walk into places and bring freedom just by the pure, the pureness of your presence being in the room. God's marking you today with an understanding and an identity that tells you, my daughter, you are my freedom carrier. Where you go, I will be. So when you walk into places, both personal, professional, Wherever you go, you don't even have to pray about it. It's just going to be there when you walk in. Yeah? You'll be surrounded with a sense of freedom, like a shield around you. Yeah? And it's funny because sometimes it's almost like there's a, there's a wrestle between what you see and what you desire. But God's going to bring consolidation to the things that are fragmented and bring it together into a place of wholeness. So Lord, I bless Paula right now. Father, seal that word. An atmosphere carrier, a freedom carrier. She will be because of you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Jacob and Mel. Um, <laughs> It's all right. Sorry, God. You're all awesome, by the way. Just I'm just going to be obedient to what I've, I've got. Um, last night I was just praying and I kept praying and I, I'll, I'll say it and I'll be gracious in it, is that I've heard this quiet thought. Again, it's almost like a thought of, man, we just need to keep our heads above the water. But the Lord said, I've called you to walk upon it. And there's been like um, what I felt like the Lord saying that there, there, there was, there's been like an assignment of the enemy to try and diminish, distract, and seek to make you doubt the power of your prayer and who you are. Why don't you guys stand up? Can you guys all put your hands towards these guys? You know, when you're pastoring a church, when you're leading in that space, there's an element of spiritual weight that you carry and, and things that you have to absorb and it, it can be difficult. And there's a lot of things that, you know, they would never share with you, but I can tell you now, I felt it last night. I felt the, the enemy trying, but this is what I felt like uh, the Lord just saying, I, I'm coming, I, I want you to come aside with me and be with me. I want you to come and pray with me. And what I'm going to do in you is I'm going to release a new intimacy and an energy into your souls for my purpose and for my people. And as you commit to that place of first love, from there, I will reveal and release more of the inheritance I've, 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 I've already paved and prepared for you and this ministry. Prayer and worship, a fresh anointing of prayer, a fresh anointing of worship over your lives. First love things are going to become first priorities. Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Let there be an impartation, God. 
an impartation of your worship, an impartation of prayer, Father, over them. Father, I thank you they are called to walk on water. And Father, I bless this couple, bless their family and everything that their hand touches, Lord. Lord, I thank you for who they are, what they carry. Father God, I thank you, Lord, right now. Release grace over them. In the name of Jesus, release provision over them. Dreams and visions, Lord, over them. Father, I thank you for it. Not by busyness, not by effort, just by resting in Him, abiding in the vine, the fruit will appear. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Why don't we give the Lord praise? Amen. He's a good God. All right. I got 10 minutes. Amen. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say it's going to be okay. Thank you for those of you watching online. Hopefully you received just a spirit of encouragement. We just know that, you know, regardless of whether the Lord points you out, the truth is He's always looking at us. Yeah? He's always watching over our heart and our life and our world. And I love the name of this church, Everyday Church. It's cracker. I wish I thought about it. It's like I just don't run a church. So... But um, I know you guys have been in the book of Joshua, so I thought just a bit of recap for you. Um, and this is, this is what, thank you, son. You can, you, you're, you're great. Thanks, mate. You're a legend. Legend. I try and take keyboarders with me everywhere I go. But it's awesome, mate. It just helps my head. Um, this is my command, Joshua 1.9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Look at your neighbor and say, he's with you wherever you go. Joshua was facing an impossible task of leading a generation into promise against enemies and cities greater than them. How many of you, or how many of you know, how many of you have got some odds you're facing right now? Oh, about two of you. Listen, you ain't getting away with just sitting in there and you see, you, I need some response. I said, how many of you know, how many of you have got some stuff that you're dealing with right now? Show me your hands. Okay. Look, we all do. But in the account, this is what it actually says. And I'm sort of going fast-forwarding through that whole book to the end. And this is what it says in, in Joshua 21:45. It says, And so the Lord gave Israel all the land that He had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as He had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. And the Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Verse 45, this is it. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Look at your neighbor and say, every promise was fulfilled. Yeah? It's funny because we live in a space now where, our, you know, there's so many things that are going on. And I know, like a, a, a lecturer who was teaching me in Bible college, he said, he said this, he said, Tell me your theology, because you, that's your theology, now tell me your experience. How many of you know, you can read it in here, but to live it in life, that's another ball game altogether. Who knows what I'm talking about? I know, I know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you, like, we've all got things that are going on, but I want to encourage you that the book of Joshua, when God's giving promises, He gave them for our comfort, for our hope, for our strength, for our energy, Yeah? 
And the Word of God is, is there to show us that He is a promise-keeping God. And that's what you guys are in. You guys are journeying with a promise-keeper and a promise-giver. Look at your neighbor and say, the promise is still true. So, I, I, like I said, I love, I love the, 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 the message of Everyday Church. Who we are. This is who you guys are. If you've jo- just joined today, you might as well just sign up. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Just look at your neighbor and say, everyone, everywhere, every day. Church ain't Sunday. Church is every day. Look at your neighbor and say, be the church. We used to teach our kids that all the time. Our two young lions who were sitting over there would say, I'm, we're going to go to church. And they say, no, Dad, we are the church. I was like, whoa. They'd be preaching me in the car. Um, what, do we, what do we do? You connect, you grow, you empower people. I love it. So good. I was more excited about it than some of you guys. But anyway, so we'll keep going. But um, the, the, I had this message Back in July, and I've been ruminating it for for a while. Um, but this is it. This is the title, if there was one: expansive hearts, expansive house, and expansive kingdom. Um, go with me quickly to, to Matthew nine thirty six. I'm a pretty simple preacher, so hopefully you don't get too bored. I was talking to one of the brothers this morning, and he was saying a little bit about church being a boring place, and oh, maybe it was me. How many, how many get bored in church sometimes? No one's putting your hand up. That's good, guys. That's good. Being very honest. Listen, I'm just being really honest. Sometimes you go, hurry up, preacher. Um, expansive heart. Um, Matthew 9.36, it says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And what I want to encourage you to as everyday church is about opening up your heart. Um, the brother I was talking to this morning, I was saying, you know, that in Australia today, if you looked at the percentages of people that are coming into these play into a, a Sunday morning context, the percentage is low. We have work to do. And being the church is more than just gathering here. This is where we celebrate. This is where we get together and we go, come on, yeah, awesome. But, but being the church means it's an it's a everyday gig. That's why you're called Everyday Church. Yeah? And I know that sounds really simple, but opening up your heart takes energy. Opening up your heart means I'm willing to actually be inconvenienced. I'm willing to go the extra mile. I'm willing to stop for the person who I don't want to stop for on the street. I'm willing to look past what's happening on the outside so that I can look at what's going on on the inside. And Jesus looks at people very differently to us. He looks at them with compassion. Listen to what he says. He says, when he saw the crowds, when he saw those people, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. I work in a mental health space. I work with young uh, young people who, who, for whatever reasons, have had a really difficult journey and are trying to work their way through life. I've done it for the last 20 years, but I'm also working professionally in a clinic, in counseling, in the city, with corporate business people, and I see people coming through those doors, Christian and non-Christian, and they are all 
feeling, an element of feeling harassed and helpless. Yeah? And none of us get away from some of the dynamics that go on in that in the human experience. We are all in this journey of life. And while God is a promise keeper and a promise giver, we still got to work out the promise. Hello? So just know, though, when we live with an open heart, God is able to fill that and flow out of that. Yeah? The only person that loses by not having an open heart, like it's the per- when you have a closed heart, you lose. Yeah? I'd, en- I'd encourage every single one of you to take the armor off that you're carrying to protect yourself, to hide stuff and be open. Everyday church, I want to encourage you, this has got to be a place that's unedited, that's open-hearted. If you're wanting to reach people, you need to be open-hearted, yeah? Trust me, I'm super open-hearted. Probably I'm an oversharer. But being open-hearted is about just being your authentic self, yeah? God loved you when he met you, before you measured up. And I've got to say this, honestly, sometimes when you've been sitting in the church for too long, you start to become a little bit of a Pharisee, and you start to look at people as if you were better than them. And I'm like, give me a break. Did you forget that you were lost? Did you forget that you were broken? Did you forget that you didn't have it all together? Excuse me, guys, I'm just going to rock your boat a little bit right now because it frustrates me. I can't stand that religious attitude. You know, the world hates that. That's what they don't like about church. I'm preaching good now. They don't like it. Just go out the doors and talk to them. I do it all the time. And I'm saying that because we're, (laughs) I'm not going to say we're his fan club. We're meant to be representatives of Jesus. And we don't even sometimes act like Jesus. Getting upset because the person over over there just swore or did something. You know, it's like, oh, Lord. Oh, come on. Wipe that preciousness off. I'm dealing with corporate people in the city. They got millions of dollars, guys. You know what? They're still broken. Just like the person who's homeless. We got to be like Jesus to people. So open up your heart. Look at your neighbor and say, open your heart. Expansive hearts. That's what you guys need, an expansive heart. Luke 14, 23. It says, uh, the whole parable is really great, but I'm, I'm just going to go into the, that particular verse. It says, and The master said to the servant, Go to the highways and the alleyways and the back alleys and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. Look at your neighbor and say, Take action. Yeah? You can have an open heart, but there's a doing aspect. Yeah? So church doesn't exist to make your life better. Amen. Bless you online. Okay. Church does not exist to make your life better. Church is here to equip you to, so that you can go make a difference in the world. Yeah. Pastor Malcolm Smith sitting here. I can see his face. And I know for a fact that when they started Teen Challenge, they didn't do it because they wanted just to, just to do something nice. Yeah. 
They made it because God called them to do something to make a difference in the world. And yes, it makes people's lives better, but church is not a place for us to come and consume ministry, consume blessing, yeah, consume the presence of God for ourselves. Oh, I'm preaching good now. I've got one clap. Not that I need it. Applause doesn't really move me that much. But the point is, the point is this, it's like Jesus didn't, didn't come for that, yeah? Yes, he wants us to have life and life more abundantly. Yes, he wants to bless your world. Yes, he does. But not so that we can just sit in that, consume that, and not go anywhere. Out of your belly, Jesus said, shall flow rivers of living water, yeah? After a while, if you're just consuming blessing, if that water starts piling up and it's got no outflow, you ever smelt water when it's been sitting for a long time? Don't smell that great. I think there's a name for it. It's called a swamp. Don't, don't be a spiritual swamp. Just look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be okay. He'll be done soon. But to be an expansive house, you've got to take action. And you, you, you want to go out and just invite people. People are more hungry to connect to deep things and deep meaning now, probably more than I've, I've seen for a long time, okay? particularly with everything that's happened with the disruption through COVID. Yeah? In honesty, I'd suggest that sometimes even the smaller, medium-sized churches have actually had an opportunity to really reach out to people in a very unique way, more than some of the bigger ones, because guess what? All the big didn't matter. Everyone had to go back to a small space. Hey, how many of you know that? Community became the biggest thing that people started to look for. Connection. So we need to take action and we need to be able to look at people and go out into those places and invite them. Invite them. Can I encourage you to have a spirit of invitation and you just invite everybody that moves? Yeah? They'll just go. The worst they're going to say to you is no. Or maybe swear at you. Shock horror. Come on. Serious. That's the worst they're going to do. We've got a local cafe. Great coffee. I'm not going to spruik them online. But um, <laughs> literally go in there. And the, the title of the slogan is where coffee meets community. I thought, flipping, mate, these guys got some Jesus things going on here. I thought, mate, what about where Jesus meets the community? That's what the church is meant to be. Yeah. But they're packed. And when the guy, when I go through the door, he welcomes me like, he, like he's my long-lost friend. Probably because I'm purchasing coffee. But the, the point is, it's like people are looking for connection. And so invitation invites connection. And so the more we have an expansive, if you want to have an expansive house, start getting in the habit of just inviting people. Yeah? You'll be surprised what they'll say. Yeah? Expansive kingdom. Stretch out your cords. Let's go to Isaiah 54. You can go there. I've already got it in my Bible. 54 verse 2. Really quick. Whew. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. 
Everybody say enlarge. Everybody say stretch. Everybody say strengthen. God's called this house to expand. Now, I didn't know, I mean, I, I didn't, I'm not looking online trying to fish information to see what you guys are doing. I mean, I've seen some of it, but the building project thing, I, I, when I saw it this morning, I thought, ah, oh, that's awesome. Come right on time. An expansive kingdom. Sometimes when you're not, when you're in something, you can miss how good it is. I'm coming from outside, looking in, in this community, and, and just feeling the Spirit of God, and just, you know, there is, there's something precious and wonderful happening in this community. Just look at your neighbor and say, it's pretty good. And there's a real, there's a real witness from God about what you're doing and the way you're building and um, you need to know that. How many of you how many of you have been here for quite a while? Show me your hands. How, how many of you have been here for, say, I don't know, less than 12 months? Whew, come on. Get ready for more. Yeah? You want to make a difference? It's not just about the size. The size of the church doesn't determine its mission heart of the people does start inviting people there's something beautiful going on here and this is what I felt like the Lord just speaking to me and I guess this is to all of you who call this place home or will call this place home is this is you're not to copy another person's blueprint this is what I this is like the Lord just giving me stuff I'm writing it down the template I've given to you the vision to build is in alignment. As you continue in dependence on me, I will expand the blueprint. Yeah? Look at your neighbor and say, we are all in this. Yeah? You're building something. You're building something. How many of you are in construction here or build, building industry? Right? It ta- you've got to build foundations first. Then you've got to build all the frameworks. Then you've got to put all the right stuff in. You guys are building something. But God is going to expand the blueprint as you depend on Him, as you continue to walk with Him. Look at your neighbor and say, keep going. Okay? See, what happens, there's two things that take place. God builds you, and then He builds this. Yeah? So He builds you, and then He builds His church. And it works like that. There's this flow and this connection between what's happening in you and what's happening in here. Yeah? So it sounds funny to say it, but some, when you're not present, there is, a, there is a gap. Yeah? It's not about attendance or a bum on a seat. It's actually about a carrying of something. The Bible actually says that when we come together, everyone has something. Yes? Look at your neighbor and say, you've got something. Okay? I don't know where or why the church thought like that for like that we some you know someone like me has to get up and and give a word. No no, the only reason I'm here is to equip you so you can do it. And to encourage you and stir you up so you can do it. Because the the the, the gifts of ministry are for the building and the maturity of the saints and the equipping of the church to do the work of service. And this is only a part of it, but it's a decent part. Um I hope this is making sense. You're all looking so quiet right now. Um, 
Other rooms and spaces shall be built and constructed, but in my timing. Don't fret at others' outward progress. Rest in the confidence of my voice and my leading. I am the good shepherd and I know what I'm doing. You can take that for this space, but you can also take that for your own life. God is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. He knows what he's doing in your life. Yeah? Sometimes you don't know what you're doing in your life, but he does. Um, I will gather and bring those whose hearts need this community and who this community needs in order to see my purpose for you and through you flourish and bear fruit. There's an unblocking of provision and grace and God is going to change mindsets and thinking to see and think bigger than what's currently here. What you see around you now, right, won't be the same in another five years. Can you see? God wants to give you the capacity to see. Yeah? Don't get tied to what has been, for I desire to, to do a new thing in your hearts. Let me move freely and unrestricted, and don't seek man's praise nor approval. God will bless this community as you continue to love people. Yeah? Because he's a people God. Yeah, true. But there's something unique in what in the in just the name that you have. Um, and everyday people full of innovation and creativity. God didn't just design you to play it safe. He wants to use you to create his colour in the world. Yeah. Most of us don't live here. Yeah. Most of you aren't going to be a pastor of a church. You're not going to lead like Dell or you know, be on staff or, or any of that. What you will be is everyday people carrying an everyday kingdom out into an everyday world. Yeah? And that's what God wants. The world needs kingdom artists, inventors, scientists, creative people, brickies, carpenters, <laughs> bankers. Needs, needs that. And so you've got to change your mindset. There's a, a scripture in 2 Corinthians 6. I think it's around 11, verse 11. It says, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. I'm reading from the message. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to live bigger. What are you moving away from and what are you moving forward or toward to live expansively? Everyday church, Jesus is going to build you and build his church through you. Why don't you stand this morning? Let me just close in prayer for you guys. Thank you, Lord. I just lift your hands to the Lord in this place. Just as a, as a way of saying, hey, God, I'm here.
Lord, I just thank you for every person that's here. That the work that you started in them, you'll finish. That each one has a unique calling and a unique purpose and a unique positioning in your kingdom. And Father, I just pray, God, that today the message that I've shared wouldn't just go in one ear and out the other. It wouldn't just go into their mind and go nowhere else. But Lord, I pray that you would take some of the things that I've shared and the words that matter would stick, would burn in their heart, burn in their mind, God. I pray for a kingdom spirit, a kingdom mindset, a kingdom heartedness, Father, a, a kingdom, a kingdom way of operating to just go right into the very being and core of every person in this room. That they are called to live open hearted. They are called to, to be expansive in their heart, be expansive, Father God, in their thinking. I pray for businesses in this room, Father, and those who are working out in the corporate space. Father, that you would bless them, use them, Father God, to be a vessel for you, to share as everyday people about a kingdom that is for every day. God, I bless this place, and I thank you, God, for what you're doing here. Lord, I pray for the building fund, God, that you would cause miraculous provision to come in. Father God, not only through the people in here, God, but Father, through other people. God, that you'd send other people that would align to the vision, align to the, to the, to the spirit of what it is that you're trying to do, God. It's not about a physical building, Lord. It's about your kingdom. So Lord, bless this place. I pray for that provision, God, just be completely unlocked and opened up. Miraculous supply in the name of Jesus. God, we give you all of the praise and glory this morning. Amen.